I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it, so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Hey, hey, I am here with some awesome ladies um, who are the the business fairy godmothers behind Boss Project and the hosts of the chart-topping podcast, The Strategy Hour. Um, these ladies are amazing when it comes to uh, really getting clear on your onboarding systems, your client experience, how to hire so that you can scale. Um, And we're going to talk today about the methodology process so that you can actually save time in your business and also be able to hand it off to other people. So um, excited to have you both. I don't know how this is going to work because if I were you, I'd probably talk over both of you, but um, let's bring you on. Tell me a little about why you guys are so passionate about doing this and how you help service-based business owners be able to grow their businesses so well. Yeah, I'm passionate about it because our mission and vision is really around helping um, women-owned businesses become not just financially stable, but financially free. And, um, you know, ultimately, as financial professionals, you know and understand just how important it is to equip people with the proper financial education. And we are super super passionate about financial literacy. And so much of that starts inside your own business. And there's a lot of components um, that are going to help you become stable and create a proper foundation to allow you to scale for growth. And our goal is to to not hold anything back. We want to share the behind the scenes details of what makes businesses not just successful, but reliable um, assets for your long-term growth. So um, we're excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Awesome. So I like this idea of this methodology process because I think, you know, in the financial space, you're taught to sell products and typically it's like, okay, it's an annuity or it's money management or it's a life insurance policy or something like that. And you're not taught to have any methodology with it. Like you're not taught to have a system. You're not taught to have any ownership and oftentimes like even no brand. And so most financial advisors are using a system and sometimes they learned it or sometimes they create it, but they don't even know it's a system. Mm -hmm. And so how do they kind of, how do you extract that from someone? How do you start to create it more like a methodology? So it's repeatable, it's duplicatable. It's something you can then pass on to other people. So you don't have to spend all the time doing it yourself. I know that's a big question but let's start from the beginning. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good framework here of, of you guys are already utilizing systems that you don't necessarily have a ton of control over. Um, but I don't want you to forget that you are still a unique human that works with your clients in a way that makes it unique to your process and how you help them. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing this. It's It's different to work with you than it is to work with someone down the street. You know that, but it's your job to identify how you can actually productize and put a process behind that unique value that you actually bring to the table. But there are still things even within the system that y'all are using 
that you need to remember to check or upload or finalize or whatever it might be, update, right? And those processes or those to-do lists live in the back of your brain and they're cycling through, oh crap, I still need to do that for that client. And this client, I still need to put through this phase. And they're just living in your brain all day, every day. And I guarantee you it's mucking up everything else that you're needing to be thinking about and considering in your business and your brand, because you have one, whether you feel like you can have one or not. And we all have a culture, a brand, a process, a system, whether it's good or not is the question that's up for debate, but you have one, whether you kind of intended to create that or not. And so I would rather you be able to look at all of those pieces and say, what parts do I have control over? What parts do I need to remember or get out of my brain and get in a, a an SOP, a standard order operations, so that you can begin to systematize and automate some of the things that are behind the scenes that help a client move through the different milestones in working with you. And even if it's not just the moving them internally, because you may have a very clear process for, you know, talking about a product and ultimately getting someone started. But this is like something that you develop and use with your clients when they're active, but it's also a selling tool. So when you are talking to a new prospect you get to walk through your process, but instead of doing it in a dry kind of mundane manner, if you present it as a philosophy or a your way, then all of a sudden this becomes something that feels really unique to you when they could technically go receive the same product or service from a hundred other professionals in your area. And it's, it's your differentiating factor. And yes, it may have to go through your compliance department, but it will allow you to really stand out amongst other people who are just providing the same materials. They're printing off white papers from corporate and, and they're just doing the same old, same old. This is an opportunity for you to be uniquely your own, even if you ultimately have to label it under a corporate architecture of sorts. So I agree with you 1 million percent. Um, I think that one huge thing that's missing is like, how do you differentiate yourself mm -hmm. as a financial professional? Because everyone's doing the same thing. They're selling the same products. And so just like you, you said, if, if you have a product and you're selling this and you do it the same way everybody else does, why would they go to you? Like, what is it that, that's going to differentiate yourself? But if you use a system and methodology that has your name on it, that even has a name, period, Mm -hmm. it seems instantly more credible, right? And so you have this innate credibility. It seems like you have more value. The perception of value is there, but also the values are because if you have a system and it's step by step by step, not only is it easier for you to follow so you can do it more succinctly and save time, but it's also easy for them to follow because they know what's coming. They know what the next step is, as opposed to financial professionals are just like, okay, we're going to put you in this annuity. And yeah. it doesn't seem like there's any system. It yeah. seems like you're just selling them shit. Well, and what you're doing when you, when you create that, this is what's coming that they know what's next is 
trust unlike any other. And I know in this industry, a lot of people are are hesitant to try someone new or go off of a referral or recommendation. It's, it's a it's a lot to decide to invest with someone and, and create this relationship with a, an advisor or a financial expert. And so the more that specifically industries like this can establish the consistent trust and the just letting the client kind of have a peek into the process and the behind the scenes and what's coming and why is really going to help create ultimately the experience of what that client is literally experiencing when they're working with you. Because when you're in an industry like this or in any industry where ultimately the end result, like is the same thing. It's just how it's done. That's different. It's the, it's the feelings, it's the experience, all of this process and systematizing how you serve your clients creates the experience that they're going to have when working with you, which is the backbone of their referral when they eventually go to recommend you to someone else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love it. So so then teach, teach me how to do that because I think, you know, I actually have this Speak to Accelerate Success program where I'm, I'm teaching clients how to speak and, and they're financial professionals, right? So they usually get these pre-approved material talks mm-hmm. that like suck, mm-hmm. I want to say suck balls. I mean, <laughs> it's my podcast. So I don't say suck balls. It's really horrible. And people might not listen to this ever again. And some people might listen more because I said- You'll get one it. review just from that yeah, phrase now. I used to work at an IMO and so I was in a wholesale financial environment and I met a lot of financial professionals and uh, you saying suck balls would actually resonate with, I would say. (laughs) Way more, way more interest. I'll go for those people that like, like me no matter what and like me more because I I say really crass things. Um, But anyway, so, so they have their pre-approved materials and they're like, they were kind of like, how do we do these talks that are not using the pre-approved materials because they're so used to educating, educating, educating all this stuff. And I'm like, why would you give them that? They can get that on the World Wide Web. They can Google that. Like you need to have, you have your take. What is your system? What are you doing? And so Mm -hmm. the way I was describing it to them is I'm like, let's try to figure out, it reminded me of this Dave Matthews song, you know, I think it's Dave Matthews, like the space between, you know, and he's like, isn't that Dave Matthews? And it's like, we're looking for Like when I'm trying to pull out this, system I'm looking for the space between like yes of course you need to know their goals you know yes of course you need to know what they want okay but what's what are you doing that that because you're you and you care about them and most of these women like care emphatically about their clients they care more than uh, about their clients and themselves sometimes and it's like there's something you're doing when you talk to them when you listen to them when you pull it out of them Mm -hmm. when you even educate them that is like the space between that that maybe you don't even realize you're doing it because it's so natural to you yeah. like that's yeah. what we want to capture and put into well, a system like you said earlier like they're doing it they just don't realize they're doing it and yeah. they're not doing it every time because it's kind of more natural yeah I think a really natural easy way to go about this now ultimately the the more you practice this I, I will tell you that philosophies or methodologies can grow and evolve into, they don't all have to be linear, but for sure, a linear process-driven methodology is the easiest one to start with for those that are feeling uncomfortable. But like, mm-hmm. as you like graduate and get more comfortable with this idea, it can, it can grow and evolve into other things. But I, I think in terms of process, what I would recommend you do is I want you to look at your last three to five clients that were similar, not necessarily your exact last three to five clients, but three to five clients that represent the bread and butter of who you want to be working with. 
Um, I want you to write down everything you did from the moment you started interacting with that person until the moment, um, not just investing, but like after they became a client and you were serving them on a regular basis, what the ongoing maintenance part, I want you to write down everything you did all along the way, how many emails, how your touch points, your communication, the things you educated on, like, what did you train them on all of it? I just want you to like detail out process for the last three to five clients that represent those ideal people. And then from that, I want you to draw similarities. Is there a process that you're doing amongst those three to five that looks very similar from client to client? Okay, let's take the the process that, okay, now this is going to be what I'm going to do with every client. But to turn it into a philosophy, you have to take it a step further and divide these, this essentially task list into groups that are natural phases, milestones, or breaking points along your process. Um, And there's probably going to be three to five, maybe seven at the max, I like odd numbers. I think most uh, clients will as well. So three, five or seven tends to be a really good place for you to break this up. And then it really is as simple as naming those phases and naming the entire methodology. Um, Now, the way you explain it, I think is a whole other thing. The way you message it out is a whole other thing. I'll I'll definitely leave the messaging side to Emily. Well, so uh, another thing I kind of want you to think about is each of these milestones. I like picturing them as milestones. Like they've they've achieved something. They've unlocked a, a different level in the relationship or the process that's moved them on to the next level. Think of this as you're like, do not pass go until these things are done. So if this is that milestone that they cannot pass go until what is achieved? Is it time? Is it information? Is it, you know, if we're going back to the very beginning, is it just onboarding within your correct systems and they have to sign off the right things? Like, what is it that gets them ready for the next level? So if you're thinking at each my, of each milestone as these individual buckets of things and tasks and requirements and deliverables, due dates, whatever, that all have to happen in order for that to like turn green so they can go through it. That's where I want you to to laser your focus. After you've mapped out your three, five, or seven, you're going to start at the beginning and ask yourself, okay, of the systems that I'm already utilizing, what's already supporting me in, in this giant task list? What can I refine? What do I need to do better? What can I put my unique spin on, my unique tone, my own storytelling, my own message? Based on the clientele that I'm serving, maybe you like find yourself serving like, very similar type people or certain age of people or certain type of goals that your clients have? What are the similarities within those buckets that maybe this age of client needs an in-person meeting to move past this milestone? Maybe a different type of client needs, they're going to watch a pre-recorded video and they can get past that stage. It's going to kind of be custom to the people that you're serving and it can change per buckets, but it's still going to be ultimately achieving the same goal. So then once we organize all of that and you have like your actual things that need to happen at each phase, it's your turn then to create the systems to back you up to 
remember to do the things and be reminded to automate and just literally do the things. Are there templated emails that you need to be creating that's outside of what corporate's giving you? Are there canned responses, videos, resources that need to be loaded up somewhere in order to help your clients move through those phases? And that's where you can then put your own unique value into their experience. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think there's so much to unpack there. It's like a lot of that I think is unfamiliar to them. Like, I always talk about messaging being an unfamiliar term in the financial industry. I just did a keynote yesterday. And um, one of the steps I taught is around messaging. And it's it's like from for people like us who are doing online marketing and, and digital marketing space, it's like so obvious because we're we've we've been doing this for yeah. so long. But we know like messaging is what drives beliefs and that drives behaviors. Yep. And we want people to do the things. But in the industry, it's actually really unfamiliar. And I actually asked this question. I'm like, how many of you have been taught to use messaging in order to drive clients to your calendar? And they're like, "Mm." (laughs) no one, you know, it's like, there's like a hundred people there and like no one raised their hand. And I'm like, awesome. Cause like, I know it always brings value to like this mind blowing idea that messaging is what drives people to actually want to talk to you because it drives the beliefs. So I think like, if we back up a step and think, I mean, there's that you talked about, you talked about naming it, both of you guys talked about naming it and like just naming it, having, uh, and I like to do have a results based name. Like my, one of my systems is called the revenue accelerator system. Like without knowing anything about the system, what's it going to help you do? Hmm, maybe accelerate your revenue, <laughs> right? So I think um, I think we take a step back for for a second. We say, okay, um, I know Abigail, you said write everything down. So let's just say, let's let's see. You know, we can, I'm sure you guys have your own system and get it in steps. So can give us the steps. Like step one is that like captures write it down. You guys have a system for this particular thing of how to actually come up with your system? Well, I think it really starts dirty. Like it's not, it's not about being perfect to begin with. Like you're going to go through refining stages. You could sit down at a coffee shop with a notepad and, and just outline all the things you're doing. You could sit down with a Google doc and write it all down. Um, I encourage you to get it to the point that it's in order because in order is going to be the part that's going to really accelerate the rest of these steps and make them really clear. Um, but it it isn't necessarily about perfection so much as it's about finding patterns. And in the same way that you you may may notice, you know, other things in your life have patterns too all the time. And you're observant of them, like in the same way, like kids have milestones, like they learn to walk at a certain age or they learn to crawl at a certain age. Your clients also have patterns, you know? And so like, what about those patterns can we observe and utilize as knowledge and um, talking points that make this process really thorough? I do think though it helps significantly if you have a more narrow focus. I'm not saying you have to. I know a lot of financial professionals will just work with who who comes up, what leads they do get. But the ones I see being incredibly successful 
tend to be ones that really narrow in, um, whether that be specializing and picking up the messy pieces after divorce or um, aging into retirement or um, young entrepreneurs or business owners only, or like really kind of niching down will allow you to create a full philosophy that not only is representative of your client process, but is more specific to your ideal client. So they will know, understand, and feel more like it's meant for just them rather than like this generic thing that you do with all the people. Um, and I think part of that is, is really knowing who you want to serve. Well, and I'll give you a little bit of a sneak peek into one of our methodologies that we do. We, we have a custom methodology or process for how we show up differently for clients. And so how we show up in a, in a big group setting for our incubator program is different than how we're going to show up in a, in a one-on-one strategy playbook creation um, with a client where we're working very intimately. But for one of those, it's, it's really simple. There's five, is there five? I kind of jotted them down because I can't remember all of them exactly. I wrote four down here. I feel like we're missing one, but this will give you enough of an idea. And so for our, our product, it's a strategy presentation where we work with a client one-on-one for 30 days. And we have a, a framework, a process that every single client goes through. They have the same amount of calls. They get the same type of support. They get the same kind of presentation, but it's obviously customized for them. But where we can tailor it to make it um, productize or templatize is going to save our team a ton of time on the back end so that we can serve more of those clients so that we can actually create a product for scale. And you guys have to be intentional of that too. You can't let one client rob all of your time if you're wanting to scale and grow and ultimately serve lots of people. So four of our phases that are off the top of my head right now, we have, no, I did write all five of them. Here you go. So with our strategy presentation, our first phase is getting curious. We're asking a bunch of questions. We're interviewing our client. We're literally just getting data and collecting all of the information and really letting our client share with us where they're at, what they want, where they want to go, and what problems are they facing right now. We ask a ton of questions. We take a ton of notes. We interview them to get that information. So then once we have that information, we cannot move into the next step until we have that info. So it has to happen first. We go into our exploration phase. So our team goes into deep research phase. We do math. We look at the analytics of their websites and their business and their lead conversions. We talk about their sales and their their own P&L and their balance sheet and their audience and their competition and their industry and their niche and everything. We get a lot of like fact finding information to correlate it with the data that we got from our Get Curious stage. So once we have all of that information, we move into our presentation phase where we actually present our client with the strategy that we've created for them. Then we give them homework so that they can take action. That's about a two-week window phase where our client has a task with due dates. And then we move into support phase. How can we support that client in reaching the goal that they said they wanted to? And are there other products or offers that we have that we can put that client into to continue that support? And that just cycles every single client. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I wrote that down. So get curious. And and it sounds like not that they're going to steal it, but they, I mean, they can, you can echo a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But it's, it's very similar. I mean, you're yes. going to work with a client, you're going to get curious and you're going to explore like where they are, where they want to be, you know, then yep. you're going to be like, here's what we suggest that you do. And then yep. they have to take action. And then it's like, you're going to continue to support to make sure you get the Ultimately, results, so. you can name it different things, but you're, but that's what's happening. Your milestones are going to be pretty similar. And I, I think that's the, the thing that becomes challenging you may feel like you do everything the same as someone else. And you may technically like the tasks and the milestones. Technical end result. Is the, 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 the tasks may be very, very, very similar, but that is not just true for your industry. It's a crew. It's true for many business types across many industries and people are still differentiating with how they have this conversation and how they're naming it and 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 how they're making it feel like a part of who they are mm-hmm. and it helps them just be more organized because ultimately yeah. like yes this is something you use in a sales presentation but it's also how you ultimately run your business. So you're going to have yeah. very clear steps you need to be taking at each phase. You can organize and know where clients are. I mean, the goal would be to maintain as many of them in the support phase as possible. Um, you're going to be able to know how many clients you can have in the support phase versus the get curious phase versus the presentation phase. Right. That, will, that will define and help you inform when you may need to grow your team or raise your prices or change your, your niche of who you're helping. All of that's going to help actually help you make decisions. It's going to keep the business consistently growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, I'm going back to what you said, Abigail, a minute ago about like ideal client, like that's something I obsess over. I have this idea of like cloning your ideal client because it gets a lot easier. And like you guys said, even from the beginning, like take the last three to five clients that you work with that are similar, not just the last three to five clients, because if you start going on like, oh, well, I talked to this guy and, you know, he's retiring. And then there was this, this person who's, you know, let's say an executive and, and she's like, she has 20 years until retirement. They have different needs and they might yeah, yes. shift the phases. And so then it's super confusing. Yeah. And it's like really, really hard to detail because all you can think of is there's an exception, there's an exception, there's an exception. And like, you can have no rule. You know, yeah. so um, I actually have a system called the Revenue Accelerator System, and I've, I was actually just trying to look it up. The podcast number uh, podcast is it came out on three twenty two. It's episode one fourteen. So if you want an example, one to help you see how to systematize or to you know use your figure out like how to create a methodology, but also to help you get clear on like how to actually you know accelerate your revenue. But having that system, you know, once I put it in that that structure, it's so easy. And one it has instant credibility and two, it's so easy for people to understand. And then each of those steps has like components that you might have five steps to each of those steps. So like, there's always a dig deeper, dig deeper, but at least, you know, and you guys are saying phases, I might say steps, but you know, that like people can comprehend and they can see like progress and they see where they have to be. And they can see like, you know, if they don't have, have each of those components, they can go back to see what they're missing. So it really helps not only to sell the client to the next step, it helps to give them more success by having a system so that they take action. They're more motivated. They have um, a lot more success to be able to follow it. Yeah. 
And then it's also going to give you, it helps marketing because then it's going to help with referrals. And then they like, like the certainty. People want certainty. They like certainty of like, this is how to do it. And I know what next step to take. Otherwise they're like, I don't know if I'm making progress. I don't know where I'm at. I yeah. feel like yeah. I'm just, you know. Well, and so I think the big thing sold. with it that is really essential is you need to present it as if every person you meet that you explain this to is going to go through your methodology. You're assuming they will be your client. They will ultimately go through all the phases. They will take action and and be a part of your world. I think the reason you see so many drop-offs is, is you ultimately turn it over to them and you're like, so are you ready to get started? You're like, we're going to get started next week and we're going to go through this get curious phase and we're going to accomplish these things together. I'll set our next meeting at blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's your job to take control as the expert. And if you're not getting the results you want, it's because you're not going in with confidence that this lead is going to ultimately work with you. Awesome. So good. So good. Yeah, I, I think this is super helpful. And I, I think it's especially valuable because it's just not taught in the industry. It's just like they just assume like everybody's just selling the same stuff. And really your value is your value is you, but then they yep. don't know how to stand out and use that value to showcase it and to to actually, you know, not just attract clients, but to keep them and then get more clients. So I love this. And for those of you who are curious too about like how to find who that ideal client is, you can go back to episode 94 from November 2nd, 2022, um, how to find and clone your ideal clients that might help you on this path to start putting all this together. So thank you so much, ladies. Tell, Tell them where to find you guys. Yeah. So if you want to learn more, we have our own podcast. You should definitely listen to the Strategy Hour podcast. There's over 700 episodes. It's an explicit show as well. So maybe you'll hear some good phrases over there as well. You can also head to bossproject.com, find out the different ways of working with us. Does it make sense for us to step in and help you create your own methodology? That is something that we help our clients do. So reach out at bossproject.com, say hello, and, and tell us more about yourself. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies. That was so amazing. And thank you again for joining us on Growing Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>